0: So let's get down to business with another episode of Start a Hustle brought to you by fullscale.io.
1: What's up, hustlers? Welcome back. This is Andrew Morgan's founder of Marknology, here as today's host of Start a Hustle, covering all things e-com, Amazon, marketplaces, entrepreneurship, you name it. Today we're gonna to be talking about streamlining your processes on amazon both as a seller and as an agency um today's guest is a is no stranger of the show this is her third time on the show and before i introduce her a shout out to our sponsor for today's episode a hiring software developers is difficult full scale can help you build a software team quickly and affordably and has the platform to help you manage that team visit fullscale.io to learn more like i mentioned she's already been on the show several times vanessa hung welcome back
0: Thank you, Drew. I'm excited to be here again. I think this is where one of the podcasts that I like the most because we have that flexibility on talking entrepreneurship more than like what to do on Amazon. Give me a step-by-step. Everybody wants the good content. And today when I was getting to the office, I was driving to the office, I was like thinking about this conversation. And I thought, the podcasts in my experience that have been the most impactful in my life and in my career were not the ones that were tactical. They were the ones that taught me how to think. Mm. And and I hope that we can have a conversation that teach people how to think about processes, about business, especially if they're on Amazon because that's our specialty. I know that you do a lot more, but that's definitely my... my uh, Uh, son of genius so yeah um i'm excited
1: thank you i am uh super excited to have you back and uh before we clicked record i think we could have been talking an hour before we even went live so we had to start the show somewhere it's always good to catch up um and hear what's happening you know uh first it was fort lauderdale now you're in salt lake and i think uh moving soon again to texas so i want to share all of that news but you're always on the go and it's good to connect with you, even virtually. Um, I think it would be great for any of our listeners uh, who might not have, have heard, uh, you know, your first couple of episodes on the show. Just give a quick, you know, uh, intro of of who you are, uh, you know, your agency, um, what you're doing and working on, so people can kind of know where you're coming from.
0: Perfect. So I am the CEO and founder of Online Seller Solutions, and. That's an agency that helps sellers streamline their issues and processes in the back end of Amazon. So we take care of the operation part. Uh, That's why, like my specialty, I said, is the unsexy stuff of Amazon and unsexy uh, unsexy stuff of the platform. So uh, all of the processes, how to deal with the platform when the algorithm uh, changes the systems and implementing those things that when you think about launching a brand or launching a product on Amazon, that's not the first thing that you're thinking about. Like you're thinking about product, branding, brand, uh, advertising, awareness, all of that. Uh, we do everything else that supports that machine. So like the in, on the infrastructure, the backend stuff. Also, I am a community ambassador for Carbon6. So Carbon6 is an ecosystem of tools to that support sellers, uh, online sellers, uh, to get them closer to success. So we have a suite of multiple tools that help in specific areas of the business. So think about inventory management, about advertising outside of Amazon, let's say Google, TikTok, Instagram, you know, all of the meta products also inside of Amazon, like PPC advertising on Amazon. Uh, We have alerts, we have keyword research, um, we have reimbursements. So it is amazing because at the beginning, and I got um, to Carbon 6 a year and something ago, and... I remember the idea of having something connected and having an ecosystem was nice. And we were like, Oh, well, I think that could change the game for a bunch of people in this space. Um, But it was like a goal Um, right now. It's a reality and we are closer and closer to provide an experience that people can go to go like their one time stop and they can get all of the support that they need. And, In that, I'm building or I'm leading a project uh, with the team. I'm I'm not doing this myself, but we have an amazing team of a bunch of talented people. And we're building the most comprehensive audit that the industry has. And it's called the profitability audit. And then we're going to have a second stage, which is the performance audit. So basically, you plug in your brand and you're plugging your business. And we're going to tell you how much money and how inefficient you are. Um, That's something that not a lot of people are doing and most agencies that offer a a service like that focuses more on performance rather than profitability. So we're there telling them like, okay, this is where you're missing money or losing money in your bottom line. And and in the performance side, we're telling them like what is that they can improve to grow their, their top line. So... Those things keep me busy, uh, but my favorite project today that I'm working on is a uh, bootcamp. So I'm creating an education program for people to learn what I like to do, which is the backend management of an Amazon Seller Central account. And I made that promise to myself six years ago when I got into this space. And I said, I, I'm going to teach people. And I think I've been doing that going to events and, you know, doing public speaking and through my social media where I'm extremely active posting all of the content that one should have. But this is like an extra level and I'm excited. I'm, I'm testing things. I'm seeing people like it. And yeah, fulfilling that promise is probably the thing that I'm the most proud of right now. It's just... It's just cool to see that something that you thought about like six years ago it's coming to life now
1: no i think that's amazing and there's a whole lot of other things you're doing too um you know what came to my mind when you talked about that promise was um you're still a are you still a host uh in the spanish okay so when i met vanessa uh we actually met in, in miami and she was part of wizards of ecom doing the spanish uh uh, the Spanish, um, events there Podcast. and podcasts. Yeah. So, um, we'll, we'll have to pick that up another time. Cause I still think that's a, you know, um, a big area of opportunity. And I know you're still involved there, but that's great. And I honestly, um, really resonated when you were talking about, um, an audit of profitability. I recently did, um, a, a webinar with Mina and, um, we, we broke down a, a client that was, um, Tanking and profitability, kind of live on the show, and really just went into like, you know, how we turned it around in 30 days and, and what we were looking at. And, um, you know, very tactical in that regard, kind of like a boot camp. Um, but I think that that's the most important area of Amazon. You know, as an agency owner, I realized quickly that I could grow sales performance wise for brands and businesses and Amazon sellers all, all day. But if they were, not aware of their numbers of their profitability of their expenses of where they're um they're losing money or could be better or more efficient it's only a matter of time until uh that client realizes you know exactly where they are uh positioned and um you know in in services with us so as an agency owner, I'm always thinking about well one, I just like doing the right thing okay two to that's meanings having a profitable business, but number two um is I need to help these sellers, uh, these brands really understand their their numbers on Amazon, um, and and it starts with profitability. Uh, we don't even work with brands now where we don't have that that look into their profitability. Um, there's just no way we can really truly give them good advice or help them navigate the challenges that are Amazon with things changing without that. So I love to hear that that's coming from Carbon Six. As as listeners to the show know, um, you know I was. Uh, privilege to have Justin Cobb tell his story of why you know he founded Carbon 6 and and why Carbon 6 is here in the marketplace and kind of the hey we're here e-commerce Amazon world we're here and we're going to do some big things i think that was over a year ago and so today to see what they're doing is is um really awesome so i know you're working on the boot camp You know, for uh, teaching people even at a higher level, uh, what goes into like streamlining your processes and flat files and the back end catalog and all those things. Um, You know, before the show started, we started talking about, um, you know, entrepreneurship and being an agency owner and this difference between like uh, growth mode and lean mode. And it's something that um, I talk about all the time. People can call it different things, but for me, it's this period of like, just, you know, when you're running, uh, I don't know if anyone's a runner on the show, but like when you're running downhill and, uh, you're going as fast as you can and it starts to feel like your feet just can't keep up. Like, you're just like, I don't even know if I'm moving my legs. They're just like going. And it's just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up or if I'm going to fall down flat on my face. And it's this weird, just in between of going maybe faster than you've ever gone before and feeling uncomfortable with it. And I think that can happen a lot of times uh, in an Amazon business. Sure. But um, as an agency that runs Amazon businesses, a machine built to run Amazon brands and businesses, um, you know, there's this period of like, is this going to end? When do I get into lean mode and how to you get your mindset right for those different modes? I know for us, you can't be half on the fence all the time. You can't be half in I you know an Amazon brand comes and you are like okay what are our goals like what are your KPIs what do you really want to achieve working with Marknology, um, you know on Amazon they'll be like well I want to grow sales and get more profitable and lower returns and you know yeah, they right. pick, they pick like you know the holy grail uh and it's and and I oftentimes have to tell them well that's a that's great in theory but in actuality what I believe is. Um, more productive and a better way to focus our time is to be all in on growth or all in on, on leaning and optimizing. Um, and so, uh, a lot of times if you're growing at a fast speed, there is a lot of waste. Uh, there's just a lot of waste because you're not nitpicking every little thing. You're making decisions quickly. Uh, you're hiring and firing. You're saying yes to things because you don't have, uh, three weeks to analyze them. Um, and you're just moving as fast as you can. And so, to be doing things like that and then to overanalyze all of your decisions like you would in a lean mode or looking to clean things up, it's just not very productive. Um, I want to pass it back to you with this question, like talking about the boot camp and the workshop and your team. Um, I would say that you guys are definitely in a growth mode right now with this new initiative. And, um you know, how is that sitting well with the team? How do you feel in those moments? Like, is it something that you tell them there's light at the end of the tunnel? Um, You know, how do you navigate that with your agency?
0: Yeah, so I had a conversation. I was telling you this before we started. I had a conversation with my team yesterday and they were like, "Uh, we're drowning. FYI, we're drowning. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm I'm very well everybody is drowning, but uh we are in a position and I was uh giving this uh analogy like we are in the ocean and we're drowning, but if we don't keep swimming, the sharks will eat us. It's it's too late. It's too late to say, like, oh let's go back to a ship. There is no ship anymore. Like we keep swimming or we're gonna die. And I like that mentality in certain stages of the business because you need that push, you need that fire to go through things that, again, you thought about six years ago and now you're making it happen. I knew since since I had that thought, I knew that it was going to take a, a lot of resources. It was going to take a lot of time. It was going to take a lot of people. Um, I, it, that wasn't a surprise, but I, I believe that as a, as a leader, we need to be very transparent with the team saying, like, we're going to go into this phase. We're going to go into uh, a time where work-like balance probably won't be there. You will probably be putting extra hours. But when we, we end this, there is a reward right like and you can pay your reward like I told him like well there's obviously a compensation like if you need a week off you take a week off like there is a bunch of things that you could do but the cool thing is that with the agency of with your own business you have that flexibility right and I also think that is the responsibility of the leader to be transparent but also like try not to push them or, or try not to keep people in that growth mode all of the time. And I think that that's a, that's part of this hustle culture, you know, grind forever and, and sweat and bleed and, you know, cry. It doesn't matter. You're going to grow. At one point I realized that I don't like that. Like I don't think that's sustainable. Mm. We need to stop sometimes. And, and, you know, stopping not because i don't want to keep growing and i don't want to keep succeeding but sometimes being um uh, being like calm give you perspective and and where you want to go and you mentioned something very important is like when you're in growth mode you're saying yes to everything because you don't take 3 weeks to analyze it and if we are there all of the time and we keep putting plate, we keep putting stuff in our plate, then we could end up in a, in a, you know, in a place where we didn't want to go. Right. So I try to balance that in the agency. And on the other part, uh, working on the profitability part uh, side for brands, one thing that I realized and the shift happened, because a lot of like the economical, you know, environment and, and everything that is happening in the world in America is selling people, it's not as easy to borrow money anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you don't if you don't uh, take care of your cash flow, if you don't take care of your profitability numbers, you're not going anywhere. So I guess that in 2018, a brand could spend a million dollars just to get market share but losing at 30%, right? Like losing 30% on that. Right now, that's not possible because they don't have that same uh, cash flow coming in or infusion or, or investments. So they cannot justify the growth at any cost, right? So those are the things that I like to... It, it taught me a lot building the, this profitability audit is, is asking myself the question, if I'm growing how much is this costing me, right? Because if I'm putting the mental health of my team and the hours and the sweat cry, tear, all of it, is this worth it, right? And, and that's a question. For me and the project that we are leading right now, it is obvious that, that the answer is yes. But there are some other circumstances that the cost, the, the damage is too high to justify the growth right so as a brand and as an agency i really think that we need to ask ourselves that like is this uh growth uh worth it and is this cost in like low enough to justify the pain because growth is painful Mm -hmm. and i and i like it and and that's what you know uh give you like the evolution mode and and you become a better human and a better business and a better leader and a better, you know, team member, partner, whatever. Like you need to go through those phases, but sometimes it takes too much out of you. And when you go to the other side of the growth, it's like, oh, all this pain for this, was it really worth it? So yeah, I'll, I'll lead with that question always. And then finding the tactical things. Like, what are the changes that you're going to do now to your business? Specific things. Like, oh, do I need to take care of uh, um, more of my profitability? Uh, do I need to see if the margins of the things that are um, coming back from Amazon are good? Like, should I make a removal or should I just leave it there, liquidate it, make the product not returnable? Like, what are the decisions that you're going to take? But everything comes from that question like is it worth it
1: right no i love that and beautifully said i a couple things came to mind was um at least for me in 2023 uh these modes have switched quickly so you know it has you know for me since 2020 it's been growth mode almost a growth mode for 2020 I mean, as far as Marknology has been every year uh, being in growth mode. But um, in seasons of that, 2020, 2021, 2022, um, a blitz toward e-commerce and Amazon, just absolute craziness. And uh, being one of the more experienced agencies in the space, um, we've seen a lot of different things, a lot of different problems, a lot of different brands. You know, uh, we we were in high demand. 2023, I think, is really where the economy is seeing... Those costs of goods finally get adjusted. Those shipping rates get adjusted, and and um, it could happen overnight. So, you know what, what what we saw, like I was talking in that webinar, um, the cost of goods changed, and it was really, it happened so quickly. Like two months later is where we really saw the profitability hit, and it was because we saw like a, a almost a hundred percent increase in our cost of goods uh, on an item. It doubled. And, um, this was not even during the pandemic with the containers. This was after the fact, you know, people are adjusting to inflation and the economy and things like that. And so we had to go from not even being in a crazy growth mode, but to even slow down more and be like, okay, we have to write the ship right now. We have to be in a lean mode and figure out how do we adjust? Do we raise prices? Do we negotiate with suppliers differently? Um, do we stop these different, um, maybe growth things that we're trying, Google ads, TikTok, you know, different things like that and go back to the basics. You know, what are those things? And I think as you go through different growth modes and lean modes, you start to realize when it's changing. Um, But for me, some of the hardest part can be, um, you know, there's no like, recipe or map or guide that says you're in a growth mode you're in a lean mode you're in a growth mode you're in a lean mode so there's always this limbo in between them when you're like okay where should I be focusing as a leader where should I is it okay let's get better as a team let's get our processes better our systems our automations uh, time for me to learn and, and just improve what I have or should I be out there hunting new business, new employees, new vendors, new partners um, and there's no one telling telling you that, and there you know if you're just following uh, if you're following what everyone else is doing you're you're behind because you're not leading the way you're behind, so for me, that becomes one of the hardest things is knowing. Uh, if it's not intentional, meaning I'm not, you you said, you set out like, I'm going to plan this workshop. I'm going to build this boot camp. I'm going to do this boot camp. We're going to do it. You know, you intentionally went into it. Sometimes these growth modes happen without you even intentionally saying we're in this mode. And for me, one of my biggest stressors, um, as a business owner, an agency owner has been to not overwhelm the team. Like our, our, and I say overwhelm as in like, they can only sustain growth mode so long. And, um, you know, but how do you get out of that? Well, you're like, well, when we get this in place and this in place and this in place and this account manager gets trained and then, and we get rid of these bad clients that take up a lot of your time and this, like maybe we'll have for air, you know, we can get some air and get some rest. Um, but there's not always just an easy, like a date that says like, okay, August 1st, we're going to have the boot camp and it's going to be done. And, you know, we're going to live or die on August 1st with that boot camp. And so um, I run a lot of the sales here at Marknology. And I think, a lot of times the sales team that pushes growth and the account team that, that manages and has to execute can be misaligned uh, at a lot of companies. And so one thing I've tried really hard to do to be aware of that when I need to switch modes is just staying super plugged in to the people doing the work um and not just being a salesman all the time selling 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 yes 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 yes. and then not communicating it's like the heads not communicating with the body so to speak so i'm in a phase right now where um i'm just bringing my communication up internally between all of the employees and my teams like um you know i'm trying to talk to every employee once a week so for me that's um that's a big it's a big step um you know, it's not so hard when there's five of you or 10 of you. I, we're, we're in the 30s now on our team. And, um, you know, it doesn't have to be this long thing. But, um, you know, just trying to take a step uh, from focusing on visionary stuff and instead making sure I'm nurturing the team and making sure that everyone's uh, heads above water, so to speak.
0: Yeah. Now that you you said it that way, I don't think as a as an entrepreneur, you're Ever not growing, but the growth happened in a different way. So, for example, when we tell when we were talking and we said growth mode and lean mode, I think growth mode is uh, growing from things that happen on the outside, more opportunities, more business, more clients, more events, uh, you know, more awareness. The lean mode is growth that happen internally. So let's say that when you are in lean mode, quote unquote, you are growing your processes, your account managers get better, like your communication gets streamlined, like there is no waste of resources. So to, to ask, like, is that growth? To me, it is totally. So that's where you, you said, like, where is the line, right? Where you when you are like in growth to the outside and growth in the inside, you never stop growing. But the focus sometimes changes from being external to internal. So how does that look for a brand? Let's say that when you launch, you need to be in a growth mode. You need to be targeting the market. You need to be growing your customer list. You need to be attacking social media. You need to go and doing all the advertising that you can do, right? But then when you get to that point, you then need to go back and say like, okay, what are my employees doing? Can I renegotiate things with my supplier? Can I become more, more profitable? I think that's also growth because you're growing your bottom line, uh, not your top line. So two differences there. Uh, differences, And I think it's very important because um, when I talk about it and, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, the hustle culture and you, you know, cry until you die and you work until you die, you never sleep, you never stop. That's where I disagree, because there are some times that you need to stop and look inside and start growing things inside. And those things are sometimes the most more most difficult ones. Because you can always put a higher bid on your campaigns, right? Like you can always acquire a customer for a thousand dollars and that's amazing. But how can you make your employee more efficient? That's hard, right, but it's growth, so yeah, re- reflecting into that and and if if you're saying, okay, the external the external growth, how much is that costing me like how how much am i am I neglecting for things that are outside and and growing outside is sometimes the most attractive thing because that's where you see the little shiny things mm-hmm. right and and you lose the focus, so. Yeah. Now, now that I, that you said it that way, I don't think that there is a, I don't think you ever stop growing until you literally are like, you know, closing the business or going out of business. That's the case. Like like that's a completely different scenario. But if you're still like, you have that, that entrepreneurship fire, you should be growing internally or externally. Both, both look different.
1: I love that. And before I go on to the next part, um, A shout out again to our sponsor, FullScale.io. Finding expert software developers doesn't have to be difficult, especially when you visit FullScale.io. We can build a software team quickly and affordably. Use the FullScale platform to define your technical needs and then see what available developers, testers, and leaders are ready to join your team. Visit FullScale.io to learn more. So one thing I was thinking about is like some practical examples of, because we're calling it growth in lean mode, but really it's growth external and growth internally. Um, and like internally, what that can look like is instead of running Google ads or going to conferences as an agency owner and in sales, instead of paying for Google advertisements to grow business or, or going to conferences or speaking events or, um, things like that. And there's nothing wrong with those, but, um, it can look like instead spending those dollars on a coach. Uh, for a certain area of your business or um, you know I've got uh, an agency coach that's working with um, me and my sisters right now uh, the leadership team that you know we get on several calls a month we've got slack access we're we're getting coached on some of the areas in our business that that we're struggling with or we need some help um, you know I've got a coach uh, in m um, an M&A coach right now. I'm going through courses to learn more about uh, mergers and acquisitions and exiting a business um, in case I want to sell brands that we're building or a- any number of things. I've also got a coach um, for my sales team. Um, we're getting coached on on outbound uh, marketing and outbound leads and, and how to nurture them and how to go out and hunt uh, you know, for businesses that you want to work with. Um, so those are three practical like coaches that I have in my business right now. Um, and those are dollars spent investing into the business. Um, but it's more of an internal growth. It's like getting a personal coach at the gym. Um, you know, that's something for yourself to, to help you, your body and mind, um, versus like, you know, uh, clothing that might go on that body. Right. Which is like apparel or fashion. And, and I really like how we've kind of framed that, um, and there's things that you can do inside your Amazon business as well. So, you know, you can be um, trying to spend advertising PPC and go out there and acquire new customers on top of funnel. Um, or you can work on improving the things that you already have in place. Like you said, like maybe you're you're getting a content refresh or you're bringing some talent into your team uh, by hiring somebody that, that knows more than, than your current team, um, hiring an agency to come in and work on your business. Um there's a lot of ways to not just streamline, but optimize and grow internally. And I think there are different, uh, for me, the the internal work can be very difficult. Um, like, I love it and I love my business because it's forced me to do that. But it, it's one that, that doesn't come easy. I'm very opinionated. I can be stubborn. Um, I think about things all the time. So I have strong opinions on them when challenged. Uh, and, and I find it just very difficult versus going and trailblazing a new area with a machete, so to speak, and being like, oh, let's go check this out and see what this can do for us is is a lot easier for me um, than the opposite.
0: Yeah, um, especially because when you get out of, let's say, your coaching or, or your training, there is no dashboard. There is no Android dashboard that says like, you know what? You increase three points in your IQ, right? When you go in the growth mode, it's like, oh, I have $300,000 more in my pipeline. We're growing the business 10x, whatever, you know? And those, that is the thing that I like the most and what I call on Amazon, the unsexy stuff. Like the, the things that you still need to do in order to grow, but you don't want to do it because they don't look sexy they don't look appealing and it's like going yeah going to a coach or, or having a coach is a perfect example like after being I don't know six months three months a year getting out of that you are a completely different person but how can you measure that like how can you say um I am like five times better or I am you know so that's probably why it's not appealing and why most people struggle because they don't see obvious progress, right? Um, so that is difficult. And, but, but as an entrepreneur, it is probably the most important part of, of, of the business is if you're not growing in those invisible ways, you will die, like as a as a machine of ideas as a leader, um, you need to invest in yourself and in your team that's so 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 important and going back to the agency work, um, sometimes making a a team more efficient and and giving them the tools so this is where uh, streamlining the processes on Amazon a few maybe a year ago I met a a lady that had a boutique agency and she was basically giving financial analysis for e-commerce brands so I saw her work and it was actually pretty nice like the dashboards or or the reports that she she was building they were like interesting but then I asked myself like this is work that a software can do and this is data that a an an owner and a founder should analyze, right? So those are the things of like, should I spend three months teaching my team or hiring somebody to do these dashboards that a tool provides? So it happened in my business. We didn't have a CRM until very recently. And we tried to build a CRM on on ClickUp, which is our uh, project management uh, you know software whatever and we tried to do that and it kind of worked it was kind of like you know a little bit uncomfortable but then we're like no we need something we need something else we need something new and I jumped on a CRM that I thought it was great uh, not naming names but I we thought it was going to be great I thought that it was going to solve all of our problems we got into the CRM terrible like it actually complicated a bunch of things in a way that I wasn't even close to imagine. So that's when you say like, if you don't take the time to see where you're growing, then you start making decisions to just like being in the rush of maximizing that efficiency. Like I need my team to be more efficient. I need a CRM. I need them to have everything automated. And right now we are stuck with something that is not useful for us. So same thing with any area of the business that you can take off. Take the time to see what's the best path to grow because for your sales team, for example, you said like they have a coach that are training them on outbound. Like that's a great decision because you're investing in your team, in your employees and, and they see that as a value. But another decision that could be valid as well is hiring somebody that is already an expert, right? But, Maybe that doesn't align with your values or doesn't align with your goal because you're adding more into your you know, system, into your company. So one more employee versus a tool or one more employee versus a coach. Those are the things that we really need to be very careful. And nowadays that I believe the whole world is in a lean mode. Because it's not as easy to borrow money. It's not as easy to say, like, yeah, for sure, let's let's hire another person, or let's launch the other product. It's not, those decisions should not be taken lightly. Not anymore, at least for now.
1: I'm I'm definitely a person that's more comfortable going slower. Uh, I love hard work. I I love work. Um, I love to work. It's always been in my blood. I don't know if I'm just from farmers or or what the case is, but like I love to work. I don't love to be rushed and I don't love to make decisions hastily. So the growth mode is not, the external growth mode is not my natural default setting, so to speak. I can do it. I can try to keep up. um, But I feel like my job as the founder, as the CEO still here at Magnology um, I wear a lot of hats, but my job is to make as many good decisions as possible. Um, my my job is to make decisions. And if of those decisions, if I can make a lot more good ones than bad ones, I'm doing a good job as a leader. And so if that's the output that I'm looking for, then what are the inputs that make me a better leader that can make me better decisions? Is it being more educated in certain areas? Is it having coaches? Is it having data that helps me make better decisions? Is it having uh, better mental health? Yes. Is it being surrounded by uh, yes and no people—people uh, people that are going to give you good advice? Um, you know, is it reading books uh, and you know, and not more knowledge like that? Is it going to boot camps? Um, for me, it's um, I'm making better decisions if I'm in a place. Um, in, in a place where I can do all the other things that make me calm in the face of adversity so if I'm able you know I can some of my best uh, work has been done in chaos like I'll be honest with you like uh, you know because I was just in the right mindset to be able to handle that chaos so to speak if that makes sense just calm yeah you know making good decisions but I think when we make mistakes, Uh, In these modes, it's because we're just not equipped to be making decisions quickly and hastily. So when you're talking about really just taking a step back and thinking, okay, what's the best move for my business? What's the best move for my team? What's the best move for me? How do I get in that spot? For me, it was uh, over the last year going to less conferences um, and getting my physical health back in shape, getting to the gym, eating better, more home cooked meals, better rest at home, uh being around my family my dog uh just routine uh for like for a couple of years since the pandemic once it opened up it was just like conference 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 speaking event speaking event speaking event and i just didn't i felt like i was just running on on autopilot instead of like from a place of like um being grounded as a leader, you know. So for me, that was an action step I took. Whether it was the right one or not, I think it was the right one. Um, but it was like, what are the things you got to do to put yourself in a position to make the best decisions? Um, whether you're you're in grow mode or in internal grow mode, for me, um, the internal grow mode just feels like ten times the work. Uh, it, it's slower. Um, but it's essentially picking at all the areas that, you know, you have weakness instead of focusing on strengths, which is usually like that growth mode. You're really just pushing where you guys are winning. Um, but one thing I found, I'm going to turn it, turn the, turn the conversation just a little bit here. Um, for me, it's been, um, when you're like, um, where was I going with this? Uh, when you're, when you're pushing, you're like, you're growing, 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 you're in like, uh. Uh, growth mode, then you switch into lean mode, which I think everyone's in lean mode or in this like internal mode. How can we look inward? That's why some of the agencies are struggling because as the companies are like, okay, where can we cut costs? Where can we lean up? They're like, okay, let's get rid of, let's get rid of this coach. Let's get rid of this agency. Let's get rid of this outsourced team. Um, and that can be problematic. But, um, for me, it's, um, when you're in that, when you're in that switch, um, you lose momentum in growth. You can lose momentum when you start something new. So you're looking outward uh, and then you're now you're saying, okay, I want to start leaning out inwardly um, or, or growing inwardly. There's not momentum. You're starting from scratch again a lot of times because you haven't been focused here and you've switched focus. And so um, coming in and out of those different areas, those different modes, those different mindsets, um, for me, the hardest thing and the thing that I'm focused on and the thing that I'm always trying to get going is momentum uh whether that's momentum with the team to buy into the new stuff we're trying, the new systems, the coach, get momentum with this new system we're doing, this new CRM, get momentum with um, you know, our book club or at the gym, uh, with physical health, whatever it can be. Momentum is a very big thing. Um, specifically when it comes to sales. So for me, some of that work is um, okay, so we we put the brakes on on new business, new brands with Marknology for a while. We had a waiting list, never completely paused, but was definitely pushing less because we were just overwhelmed. We were, we were, we had so much business. Um, put a pause, slowed it down, and now it's getting the machine going again. Getting that mindset, getting that hunter's mindset instead of that, uh, that professor's mindset, so to speak, of like trying to teach and learn. Now I'm trying to get back out there and, and hunt uh, and find the brands we want to work with. So, um, just being transparent in that, in this moment, uh, essentially of like. Uh, the difficulties around switching modes and the things to be mindful of. Uh, and, and my focus, if you're saying, what are you trying to get, Drew? I'm trying to get momentum uh, in, in growth mode. So um, does that make sense with you uh, in regards to like yeah. how I explain that?
0: Yeah, and also I will say that sometimes even when we have speed or, or you know, because I think that you're referring to momentum as acceleration right like that like getting going fast super fast but I don't or I know you for a while now and I have never seen you in a like a below 10 speed mode like and sometimes when you're in business you don't realize it's like when you drive a car like you're driving and you you if you're not paying attention to how how fast you're going then you realize at one point that you've been like 100 miles an hour and you don't realize because you're inside of the car like it's very hard if you have a good car i guess um you don't realize how fast you're going right so that is something that we should keep up having steady. Like, can can the car drive itself at a certain speed at all times? So we don't, we we never stop. And probably that doesn't seem like growth, but it definitely is not uh, slowing down. Like it's not shrinking. But acceleration on the other side is that oh, that's a growth mode. How can we go faster? What is that? What are the things that I need to put in my car to make it go faster? Is it a turbo? Is it an oil change? Is it a new pilot? Like you, you should pay attention to those things. And the other thing you mentioned, which is very important, and I, and I learned this from Carlos Alvarez from Wizards of Econ, was the decision journal. And I think that's a powerful tool as an entrepreneur, a decision is to write down, or I mean, the, I guess that there is a very uh, structured way to do it. What I got out of it and the way I use it is just writing down every day the decisions that I took throughout the day. Like what was that I told my team in that meeting? What was the thing that I decided to do? Like things as obvious uh, or, or as simple as like, did I skip lunch? or did I eat lunch, like those things. And then when you go back in your your week or your month to review, you can pinpoint the date where you're like, oh, this is where everything went uphill or downhill, right? And you, you said something like, as a leader, we, we need to make more good decisions than bad decisions. And I don't know if that's super obvious for people until they, Until they are literally in the end result. So if they see that check that's coming in, like I don't know, ten x their business. Oh, that's a that was a great decision. But then if they are in a legal sue or a process because something went wrong with a client, then oh, that was a bad decision. But I think that we should, as as leaders, we need to be better at uh, noticing those faster so you uh, one thing that i i'm very very afraid as a as an individual as a person but also as a leader is like making bad decisions and not being able not not being able to get out of it because sometimes bad decisions are like a i don't know like a it it goes in ripple effects like one bad thing then Gets you in a bad mood, and then it gets you in a bad mood with the team, and then your team is frustrated. And if your team is frustrated, then the the work is bad. Then the work is bad. Then nobody hires you. So it's just so bad. Same thing. I I can say the same thing with good decisions. You make good decisions, and you can just like increase acceleration. But having that journal was a powerful thing that I learned from Carlos, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, if somebody wants to check that out, like just Google like a decision journal Um, and also one thing that I'll say Drew it's because I'm crazy about it like and my life is running a lot with that uh, to make processes better it's just AI I don't know how much you're implementing AI in your business but if you're looking to find one single thing that could 10x your um, productivity or um, help you take better decisions or make better processes for your team or create better agreements with your clients or your suppliers to go to chat GPT. I love it. it It's been great for for us like uh, obviously you need great inputs like if you don't put a good input, then you are getting terrible uh, you know output, but that's helped me a lot to kind of being more um efficient and 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 I don't know I feel that I'm, I'm it's like ex- having an external brain and I'm getting smarter because I could make faster and better decisions with it I don't know if you use it at all but if if I don't know if you ever talk about this in the podcast but AI is is one thing that I'm paying a lot of attention and and
1: 100%. And I know it's big in the industry. I mean, it's like getting shoved on our throats in a lot of ways, but I think it's because it's exciting. It's really exciting. Um it's got some wrong information about me out there. I don't know how to correct the AI, but I need to. Um I've asked it some questions. Um but no, I you know, I use it a lot as a sounding board. Um you know, to edit some of my writing. Um, or give me feedback on my writing, or uh, some simple contracts for things I didn't have before. Like you know, if I'm if I'm moving into something new, it can kind of. Whereas maybe I would get stuck for an hour or two trying to learn something that's like pointless. Uh, the AI is just you know. Uh, so we're definitely using it in in our uh, PPC and in our SEO um, already as a team, but for me more so um using it as i'm as i'm coming up with let's say writing case studies or um you know uh hard emails that i that i want to soften up uh and i'm just scared to, to write it up um so not completely ai but really taking kind of what i've done and then just giving me feedback on it without needing to stop some, one of my other team members or my sisters or someone else that has a lot of stuff so it's been pretty cool and i know um it's just going to get better paul, paul Barron. um is doing some fun things. And we've been chatting back and forth just about some of the stuff that he's building and playing with. And, um, he's got a uh, think of it like, a, uh, it's got a lot of his writings, uh, all, all in there. And so it's really talking like him, which is pretty crazy. Um, so I know the potential of it. Uh, we're running up on time and I could talk to you forever about this stuff, especially the agency stuff. Um, you know, it, building a business, being an entrepreneur, Uh, this stuff is not, is not easy. It's not for the faint of heart, so to speak. So running a team and and running humans, uh, I say running humans as like, you've got humans in your business. You're not just a software. You've got real people to think about with real problems, real families, real lovers, real partners, real, uh, real needs. You know, it adds complexity to everything you're doing and not everything is, is robotic. So, um, for me it just starts down to having relationships uh with with the team and with vendors and getting back to the basics of what those are and talking to them and then making decisions around those conversations um you know and, and that could be like hey what what's the problem here okay let's put focus on this process because um this team member is like hating this part of his job and we can make it easier if we put some focus on it or something like that so um it's really just breaking things down into a level that um uh, you know, you're able to see from a bigger perspective and say, Hey, how can we make this just a little bit better? How can we streamline? How can we get, um, you know, our partners, our team, our, our, our own self, our own focus, um, you know, better dialed in. I want to leave, um, leave, leave this with this podcast with a couple of questions one. Um, uh, I know you're working on the boot camp, uh, but what is something else in your business that you're excited about that you're working on, and then personally something that you're working on this year that you're excited about as well?
0: Oh okay, besides the boot camp uh with the AI we are trying to build some automation some kind of a software i've always wanted to go into software um i think i uh, the the way you could scale really, really fast is just having software. So playing around with AI, helping us build a software that can work internally and is perfect to eventually uh, take it out to the public and say like, hey, we built this. Um, that's exciting. Um, and it's taking a lot of resources and a lot of mental energy to to build that because Honestly, if, if you're thinking that AI will solve all of your problems, not really. As you said, like, it can help you tweak your input and it can help you uh, clean it up, but not really build something for you. So you still need to put the work. So that on the, on the business side, I, I think that we're going to get to that goal faster. So what took me six years to build on the education side probably will take me maybe less than a year to build it with AI and launch this, um, you know, software, piece of software. And on the personal level, well, uh, moving, moving to a new city, that's always a challenge. I've been doing that for, you know, the past couple of years. So I'm very excited. Austin, Texas, it's been my favorite city since I first uh went there for my birthday in 2021 2021 and uh, yeah it's just that place that i think is magical and i don't know why i don't know how to explain it but um i feel that i belong there so i'm just gonna go check it out and see what happens i hopefully next time we meet it will be there and and that will be the the place that i stay for a while let's see
1: i love it i love it win or lose austin is an amazing place i think you're gonna have a, a ton of fun there i know the last uh i think it was a carbon six event q4 kickoff event uh there in austin it was packed the bar was we had rented out the bar and it was absolutely packed it was a lot of fun i barely even got to talk to everyone um it was a really good turnout and i just hadn't seen anything outside of miami or new york that was really um you know well attended and it was a, it was an awesome event there so i think having a community is a big part um you know of being successful too having a good community you can lean on um okay so as we sign off where can people um contact you if they're interested in the boot camp where can people follow you along uh with your content on social media how can people get in contact with you
0: yeah so the website of the agency is online solutionscom and if you go to the website, you could see there in the menu we have an education tab, so that will redirect you to the bootcamp or go to Only Solutions dash dash bootcamp. Uh, there's where you find information. Uh, social media, I we, we put a lot of effort into Instagram to make things that look pretty, but sometimes are not the most valuable as far as content. Like um, it's just it looks pretty, right? And that's why people use Instagram for to just you know see appealing things. Mm-hmm. My favorite one is LinkedIn. Um so on LinkedIn where they're extremely extremely active, putting posting all of the news, all of the changes, all of the algorithms. So that's Vanessa Hung. And yeah, if you wanna email me, ask a question or you know, learn more about what we do, just kinda email me to Vanessa at online And yeah, thank you so much, Drew, for the time. I love it.
1: Of course, Vanessa. Um are you do you have a, a speaking event on the calendar?
0: Yeah, um I'm leaving to Chicago for the um Econ summit on July 30th, I think. I'm I'm leaving on the 30th, but I think it starts on the 31st for for everybody. And then uh 31st or 1st, I don't know. July has 31st? Well, yeah, does. Well, that weekend or that week. And then I have one in Jersey at the end of April and so far that's all of the ones that I have in person but you know we, we I'm always doing like uh, virtual webinars and going into YouTube channels that are important that's where I believe we impact the most amount of people and I, I sometimes I prefer those more on the content side and the impact in-person events are to build relationships but
1: one hundred percent. Thank you. I just want to give a shout out. Um, I think she said the end of April. She meant the end of August. Scott Needham um, <laughs> with Smart Scout. That's that's his software. He's a he's a, um, a great guy in the space. Um, and that was the one in Jersey, I think. So anyway, you guys can contact yeah. Vanessa if you want more details. Thanks again for being on the show. Thanks again to our sponsor, FullScale.io. Uh, they have the people in the platform to help you build and manage a team of experts. When you visit FullScale.io, all you need to do is answer a few questions. Then let the platform match you up with fully vetted, highly experienced team of software engineers, testers, and leaders. At FullScale, they specialize in building long-term teams that work only for you. Learn more when you visit FullScale.io. Thank you, Hustlers. Thank you, Vanessa. We'll see you next time.